0: Alex, we're here.
1: Adam, we're still here. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
0: I uh, I'm waiting for Eric Carlson to get tr- traded. So and um, I'm also I'm also you know what else I was thinking about the other day. Uh, what happened to the Jets trading everyone?
1: Uh no one has money. Like, are
0: they Are they really going to run it back again?
1: Well, they're not running it exactly back. They they trade Pierre mean, Dubois. They don't have Blake I know, Wheeler. But-
0: He's it's still that it's still Shifley who is still Mark Shifley. Hellebuck's not going to re sign long term, and you could move those guys. What one of their capets are both around six million, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You could plus they want current players back, so I'm sure you could make that work, but I guess they're just not gonna. I think I saw was it 32 thoughts were saying everyone in, in Winnipeg just taking a breath. I'm just thinking, how many times are they uh, going to take a breath and just sort what of? What does that mean? Is it not like Calgary during the Goudreau Monahan years, where it's like, are we going to keep doing this?
1: Yeah, a you little know, bit. Different a little bit it feels Like
0: it's it's just funny to me. It's also, like, it's Calgary. Just
1: funny how? Are, I how what. What are Calgary doing? They yeah, that's true. Yeah, breath.
0: everyone is. Yeah, <sighs> when are when is um? Did you know that Bradshaw Living is interested in some of the defensemen in, in Calgary? Said everyone ever over the past few weeks. Weird, no,
1: I, I wasn't made aware.
0: It's only the middle of July, too. That's what's really sad here. <laughs> this is what's really sad. We need to hurry up and get the offseason ready to go here. Um, Because this is it's getting down. It, this is a bad time. There's not a lot to really go off of. We, because of our gap in Mercury, we do have some good stuff to talk about. We are going to have to speculate about William Nylander. We're not going to cover Ajo yet because it's not out there. But if he if he does sign for nine point five, fire your agent, please. I thought it was um, eight
1: point five. Or did I read it wrong?
0: Aho? I thought it was nine.
1: Okay, you're probably Which right.
0: any case, fire your agent. Fire your agent. What are you doing? Why? Nine point five? For Sebastian Aho?
1: It's pretty good. Center,
0: deal. first line guy? Constantly a point per game? You can get more than that.
1: Hey, he's taking less. Come on. He's taking less.
0: I mean, apparently. Is it that or it's just if he wants to stay there, he knows that he won't be paid properly because it's Carolina? Probably. Am I wrong? But
1: he's taking less. That's how I'm gonna adjust
0: it. I mean, it. yeah. Yeah.
1: After what the, is that?
0: That's like a less than million dollar rate, uh raise, isn't it? Doesn't he make like eight point something now?
1: He makes. I should know uh, eight, this from the office eight, sheet. 8.4. Eight, eight
0: 8.4. So he's he okay. Well anyway, we'll we'll see when it actually happens. Um, but you know. Uh, Where do you want to start? Here, we got a few things.
1: I feel like we should start with the big news, Alex DeBrincat,
0: Tony D. Oh, Alex DeBrincat. Okay, I was going to say Tony Tony D'Angelo, but all right, it's finally happened. Um, after it's kind of one of the worst kept secrets in the league that the Detroit Red Wings have acquired Alex DeBrincat from the Ottawa Senators. Uh, the trade is Alex DeBrincat goes the other way, obviously. Uh have returned the sends. Do get Dominic Kubelik, the power play man himself. Donovan Sabrinko, defensive prospect, who is from Ottawa. Fun fact: uh, a conditional first round pick in this year, uh, this upcoming draft. That's yeah, going to that's a weird time of the year to get say that. Uh, as well as a fourth round pick. Uh, then along with that, they do sign Alex Dupreng to a contract extension. And uh, in my head, I was just like, they need a you. They need a number. Who's his comparable? A tiny goal scorer. I uh, get coke coffee. number, but uh, I believe it's a four-year um, yeah, four year deal. Before we get years. to the trade itself. What do you think of the contract?
1: Oh, I think that's a great deal for Detroit. Didn't I think give that... up
0: too much term, which Iserman apparently did not want to do. I imagine this makes you... oh, yeah, Excuse oh, me. What's going on over Cap there? Apparently was playing it out. No. Sorry about that. <laughs>
1: um, no, I like it. I like it for Detroit. I guess, you know, from Brinkat's perspective too i guess where was he going to get more from somewhere else maybe if he went longer um but that the only place right now that sounds like was offering eight years was ottawa and that wasn't happening. He didn't want to be in Ottawa. So for four years at 7.875, and then for him to go to free agency or to be a UFA, let's say around 29, 30 years old, he'll get his money. He'll get his money again. Not that this is a particularly cheap contract. He's still making millions and mm-hmm. millions of dollars. But I think for both teams, um, there's – there's good to it, uh, especially when you look at who Alex DeBrincat's going to play with next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm the Detroit Red Wings, I'm not particularly worried.
0: So, he, yeah, he'll be 29 when this contract is done, so he'll get another big payday. I'm just surprised it was four years. I don't know. I just thought if maybe with everyone signing shorter-term deals, four years just seems... Uh, I mean, four years on a contract is pretty good for most teams, but it's just... It felt like the way the climate is right now, I was surprised it was as many as four. It just felt like a weird number. I thought if he was going to go short-term to sort of bridge the gap to a bigger contract, he would have gone. But I don't know. Hey, maybe, you know, if he he still gets that big contract at the end, it doesn't really matter. But I mean, yeah, for Detroit, uh, a guy who can score you 40 goals, less than $8 million, I mean, uh, that's pretty hot. I'll take that. Him and Larkin are going to be great, and then... I don't know exactly who they play on the top line. Maybe they just go Lucas uh, Raymond. Yeah. Or I do know. I mean, yeah. I
1: play put Lucas Raymond there. I don't see God, why not. They have
0: such a weird lineup. Like I'm Detroit. I just kind of look, I'm like, yeah, Larkin. Yeah. And then you like to bring Cat. All right, you know, good player just bring in. You forget David Perron exists there. Because it's like how busy they've been in the free agent market the past couple of years. It's like, oh yeah, J D- got David. Jesus, not David. I'm looking at Perron as I'm trying to read JT Confer. Yeah, Andrew Kopp, obviously, LeBron. it's like, oh, crap, yeah, they have Klim Kostin. Oh, yeah, they signed Daniel Sprung. I forgot they signed Christian Fisher. It really does feel like when you start an NHL mode rebuild, like in, in the video game, and you just kind of sign a bunch of dudes to fill out your roster. Um, And then it's like, half their defenses are going to be new players with Paul, Goss, Spare, and Sherratt. I mean, so not Sherratt, he's obviously been there. Um, But it's just it's just really weird looking at this team. I'm, I'm not saying this was a bad trade. Obviously, they no. didn't give like give anything up, but it's just uh it's just they've got a weird roster right now, man. I, I mean, got a I, weird I, roster.
1: Their defense, I, I have no idea how to uh, explain. But up front, you look at up front, and I would argue that what they're missing is more top end talent and i think they can get it yeah. and they don't necessarily need to do it through trade like i think alex debrincat top talent no question about it but they have guys yeah. there lucas raymond i think in, in particular who if he can go back to what he was doing in his rookie year i think he has a, had had a bit of a down year if he can go back to doing what he was doing in his rookie year especially on the line with Debrinkat and Dylan Larkin is exactly what the Red Wings need.
0: I was starting to question the Iser plan last episode mm-hmm. but this is a good return to it. This is a good return. You know, it's weird that do you know obviously you could assume assume pretty fairly that the longest term deal right now is Dylan Larkin. Then, obviously to bring to bring cat and copper four years and then JT Confers a five-year deal mm-hmm. uh no one else in Detroit is actually past five years so at least they don't have any albatross contracts that are gonna block any young guys that could be coming up now defense yeah it's it's a little no one's longer than three years there and I mean we'll see what happens with more outside next summer but um it's weird a lot of the trade protection on that defense too Walman Hall Gosses Bear and Bencheron. you were right everyone got trade protection. How yeah, in the man. world did Shane Gosses bear get trade protection? The, who, who allowed that? Who was the, who, did the agents all come together and say, let's say guys trade protection. No one's coming to Canada next year's trade deadline. Eh?
1: No, I just don't no get, I, I don't get how they, I, I don't get how so many players got trade protection. I feel like it's a bit overused, but whatever. That's not my fault. Yeah, my problem, I, mean, I guess.
0: We'll see how many actually exercise that.
1: I know that Well, show. that's the thing too. Is like half the time I feel like they don't exercise it, and then when they do exercise it, a la Tory crew. It's like everyone's up in arms. So I, I, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Whatever. But
0: so so let's talk about the other side of this, and that is the return that Ottawa got. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Underwhelming is a pretty fair word to use when you look at the name that is Alex Brinchat. However, given the situation they were in, I'm not surprised that that's all they got. It is still pretty bad, in my opinion.
1: It's also underwhelming considering what they gave up
0: i yeah, think that's a um, big big
1: part of it like you give up a first uh sorry a seventh overall pick in kevin Korczynski, and a second round mm-hmm. pick which was 39th overall in paul Ludwinski, like and and mm-hmm. a third for 2024 so it, it's a lot mm-hmm. it's a lot to give up and then to go and turn around and then get dominic kubalik who is going to be useful, but not Alex Debrinkat. don Donovan Sabrango, who's a prospect, so a future absolutely is a is a good thing. Um, a fourth round pick, and then a conditional first, which is really going to be like it, if I'm understanding the me read conditions the condition? right, it, it could either be Boston's or it could be Ottawa's. So we're now talking. It's probably going to be. It's not going to be a top ten pick. Because they're all it's a protected, mm. so I, I, the, it's it is a bit disappointing the return. But I you have do hit have to my look, mic
0: like four times. I'm so, oh, so sorry. I,
1: I do. I think I heard it once, but okay. I think like you know, you look at the other RFA trade, similar situation. It's almost comparable to. The Pierre, Pierre-Luc Dubois trade, but I would argue the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade, you had more um, pieces to win, quote, win now, or that are going to play now. I think there's a lot more futures here, um, and I don't know if that necessarily benefits the Ottawa Senators for a team who wants to make the playoffs and play competitive games into April.
0: Um, I also want to make a point here in saying that if you look at it, this may be kind of unfair to say, Mm -hmm. but you essentially gave up the seventh overall pick, as you mentioned, and that other selection. In a vacuum, we can kind of say you gave it up, and at the end of it, you basically have what's probably going to be mid-round pick, a fourth prospect who I don't think is going to – he could he make it, sure, but is he going to be a difference maker? No, especially they have – of their big name D they have currently, I mean, he's going to be the – Bottom half of those pairs, and League Right. It's um like Dominic kubalik on what could probably be a PP 2 third liner on a contender on Ottawa. He could probably get a bigger role right now. I would assume, especially if they don't sign Tarasenko, and no one dare tell me that if they sign Tarasenko, this helps to Shut up! Don't do that. No, but I mean, I think I'm it not letting though. that happen. Uh,
1: but I think it, no it does, does though. Say. Yeah, it absolutely does but he's
0: like 31 now he's not i think this, you're he's, underestimating he's,
1: vladimir tarasenko like we had the conversation I, I mean, maybe i, I think but you
0: he's not as young as as to bring had hit a scoring acumen he hasn't scored the level that the printout has for years you know well, i just had, had a bad
1: year last year though he had tw- how yeah many... but
0: then look at before that tarasenko has had one good year in what his past three or four and, I, and you know i Fine, love okay, not
1: wild Yeah, but okay, okay, fair. He's had he's I don't know. I think I disagree. Last year he had 18 goals and let's call it 60 uh a, almost 70 games. The year before mm-hmm. that he had 34 and 75. Then you go the two COVID short years, I think he was injured like massively. Yeah, he I think played the shoulder 20, injury 24 and ten games. Happen. And then for four straight years, or five straight years, he had 30-plus goals. Like, yeah, but, but with Alex Dobrynka, it's like, I know oh. how old he is, but with but you weren't keeping Al- Alex Dobrynka. I'm not saying it change, completely changes the deal, but there has to be some good thing to come out of this because right now all you've gone in is futures and Dominic mm-hmm. Kubelik, and that's most definitely not good enough.
0: Yeah, they don't it's... need futures anymore. No. They need to. The Sens need to be winning now.
1: Well, the I, and I don't was think over last year.
0: Exactly, I don't think like right now. Assuming Patrice Bergeron's coming back, I don't. I have a problem putting them over Boston. I have a problem putting them over the Sabers right now. Um. So it's it's difficult for me the sense making it to see. It's difficult for me to see the Sens making the playoffs this year. And um, I just don't. <laughs> I just I don't know how much of a step forward they're they're gonna take. Listen, I wanna just make this very clear. I love that Pierre Dorian did the DeBrincat trade to begin with. We need more zest like that in this league. Uh it's just it is unfortunately a gamble that has not worked out. But I mean, hey, take the gambles, man. I don't blame me. It's just um I just I have a very difficult time. Maybe we, when we get closer to the beginning of the season we do the preview for it. We'll we'll have a bigger discussion on the Suns. It's just Right now I just I have a lot of questions it, as to how they they make noise this year.
1: It's just they need to I think what they're missing is up front. Is I think if you look at their back end, it's really you're get a full season of Jacob Triggerin, you have a guy like Jake Sanderson take yeah, another yeah. step. Hopefully same with Eric Branstrom. You you bring in Jonas Korbasalo who can be good, can definitely be good. Um, yeah, it's up front, and it's like you br- br- last season you brought in Claude Drew and Alex Debrinka, and th- those are your big, big moves. and Alex Debrinka had a down year, which was 27 goals and 66 points, which is funny to say, but down year for Alex Debrinka, who has scored 40 goals in the past.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You need you need a guy, you need some of your guys to stay healthy. It didn't help that Josh Norris went down early in the season. That's yeah. where the ju- my justification for Vladimir Tarasenko is. I still think he's a better fit for Carolina. If I'm Carolina, I'm all over that. But uh, they need something. They need something up front.
0: Let's look at Tony D'Angelo for a second here because you talked about Carolina. <laughs> it looks like maybe, in my mind at least, that that – Carlson's gonna land in Carolina. I say that because we know that Carolina were about to reacquire Tony D'Angelo but the league said no, 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 and the, the and that was because cap circumvention, whatever, whatever, whatever. And there was a certain day where a year later the trade could happen, whatever, whatever. We're past that that date. It has not happened, and the Flyers put him on waivers. He clears. He's been bought out second time in like three or four years. Funny enough, huh. I wonder why.
1: Uh, I have a funny stat for you after.
0: So, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, no, it's about the Flyers, but continue. Oh, it's about
0: the Flyers. Yeah. So, the Flyers had a a trade in place, uh, and instead of going and proceeding with that trade that we knew they were interested in doing, and so was the other team, it has not happened, and the player has been bought up. So, why, if you are Carolina at this point, Unless you have Carlson coming, would you not have done that trade? Unless for sure now your right side's going to be Burns, Carlson, whatever. Plus, I mean, if you're in that situation, why would you then go right side of Burns, Carlson, and D'Angelo? Because then I think right. every offensive scheme is attacked that side of your defense. But uh, it just it points to me, at least, that maybe in the next couple of days, we're seeing Carlson land in Carolina. I, I just want to be wrong, it. but yeah.
1: But I just don't understand the desire for the Hurricanes to go after Carlson. I get it. Could be a 100-point defenseman. But the way that the what we've watched from Carolina, they've never needed a defenseman who can play like that. What they've been missing time and time again is secondary scoring in the playoffs. And they almost had it. Max Pacioretty got injured as soon as he came back. Hence, why I think they should go get Vladimir Tarasenko. I don't see how adding adding Eric Carlson to this decor makes them or takes them over the top next year with with a decor that already has Dmitry Orlov, who they just signed, Jacob Slavin, Brett Burns, Brady Shea, Dylan Coghlan. Jalen Chatfield, and the guy who's probably going to be included in this deal, Brett Pesci?
0: Maybe you just go, oh, man, it's a good question. It's a good question. It just get nuts. We know that Carlson Burns did not work out in San Jose, right. but we also know that Carolina have one of the best coaches in the National Hockey League. And we know and we saw how Brent Burns has thrived under Carolina's system. Uh, we saw Tony D'Angelo insulate and play very well. So maybe they think they can juggle Carlson and Burns at the same. Obviously, they're not going to be on the ice at the same time, even on the power play. Like, we know that's not going to work. But maybe there's enough there where they think, you know, we're going to have even more support from our back end and all that. And, and, I mean, Carlson is, or at least last season, that goal-scoring touch where we all thought he lost his shot a couple years ago was back. Well, maybe that's right. where they think they're also going to get some support from the back end. I—that's uh, the way I look at it. Maybe they pull some tomfoolery, Alex, and they get Carlson, and they somehow also get Tarasenko, and then they uh, also get uh, yeah, D'Angelo, po- and it's just uh, madness.
1: <laughs> I just—I—I I struggle with that understanding. I, I, agree I have another you. idea, Alex. Okay.
0: Secondary scoring—they sign DeAngelo to be the D. They trade, get Carlson, and they play him at forward. <laughs>
1: You know what? Maybe, maybe that's it. Like I, I'm just, he, he got Carl um, Burns got like over a, just over a third of his points on the power play. Yeah.
0: Makes sense. Now, how, many, how many points did he have
1: last year? He had 61. Ah, good friend. And he had 23 power play points, four goals, 19 assists. Mm-hmm. Those numbers drastically go down, maybe not drastically, but those numbers definitely go down once you move him to power play two because Eric Carlson's coming in. He's not playing power play two minutes. That's Mm -hmm. just not happening, not after a Norris season and what he might be able to do. That's why I don't understand this. When Carlson came into San Jose, yes, they were at the tail end of them being good, but they were still good, San Jose, and it didn't work. I just don't see why why Carolina's the team. To be honest, neither team who's in the uh, Carlson sweepstakes. I don't understand why they are in the in the Carlson sweepstakes. To be honest, there's one team that was talked about earlier on, but have seemingly gone away. But Pittsburgh and Carolina, I don't get their the the idea for them to bring Eric Carlson in.
0: Is the team you were talking about? Uh, Seattle, by the yeah, way. Or, yeah, sh- no, that, that makes
1: fun. loads of sense considering what they're looking for. I don't get the Carolina-Pittsburgh. Uh,
0: yeah, picks. it's weird that Kyle Dubas loves Eric Carlson so much. I- I- I'm Listen, not sure. It would be nuts, like in a good way. I'm Of these two teams, I'm rooting for Pittsburgh together because I really just don't want to have to cheer for Eric Carlson as a Carolina Hurricane, for <laughs> obvious reasons. I don't want to do that. I refuse to do that. Help, maybe they trade Brett Burns, by the way, if this doesn't work out. You never know. Um, get nuts. Get absolutely nuts. And then you trade him in a package and get a forward. Who's a forward? Who's a, I'm trying to think of some crazy skeeper. Will he deal There it is. But, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, but, yeah, Dumas is like – Dubas is getting real nuts there, isn't he? I think he was, I bet he was itching. He was going to make a Marner move. He was getting itchy and then it just went, oh, I don't have a job anymore. Pittsburgh. Let's have like, do the Pittsburgh Penguins just not need a bit of let's get nuts. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah, I guess, I guess a little bit.
0: Even though Tristan Jari needs a defenseman who can kind of help the shots against. I mean, like Graves helps with that, but Mm -hmm. Graves Carlson, that's it. That's the combo.
1: I just, is the tang
0: down to PP2 then? That's what it's right. weird, eh? and that,
1: and and this is where it comes in. It's like you're gonna have Chris Latang and Eric Carlson on the same, uh, on the same defensive unit, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, doesn't that just scream like not? It's not the same thing because I think Chris Latang can actually play defense, but does that not scream having Brett Burns and Eric Carlson on the same team?
0: I don't think, like, yeah, it it's not as bad, but it's like. <sighs> Looking at Pittsburgh, Eric Carlson's like the super version of Jeff Petrie. Supercharged on offense, but somehow even worse defensively. Uh,
1: everyone also, I just noticed this. Yeah, everyone's saying he that Jeff Petrie is going to be involved in the deal, trade which protection. I he has a fifteen team no trade list and a no move clause. Where is he going?
0: Wonder if you could try and sell him the life of living in San Jose. But Higher, yeah, no, that's hot, nice be, high taxes yeah but uh-huh. it's Santa, yeah but you can simply tell him, hey so um uh-huh. you know you remember those days of being in snowy cold montreal look at the sun all right i don't know you can figure uh, it out or bully him
1: his eyes might go bloodshot red again
0: oh he's gonna be that was scary that was, that was scary uh, scary that was wild I, but, yeah
1: i i'm just confused as to what Why pit these two teams in particular would be um, interested in bringing on a guy who makes eleven million dollars when, especially in Pittsburgh's case, that's seemingly what's bit them. Yeah, but he'll be
0: he'll be retained uh, to an extent.
1: Okay, so he's making nine million dollars. They're not retaining fifty percent.
0: Yeah, they're not going to do that. But maybe the magic number is eight, eight, eight and a half.
1: But. But then Thank you' you're, the, the whole thing with Pittsburgh was is they were have unless Kyle Dubas can do it again was they weren't able to bring in depth that was good enough
0: listen so
1: how is bringing in guy so, at eight and a half million dollars so, gonna fix that
0: Crosby Malkin yep um Letang, Carlson the core four yep how are they gonna do it Alex he can and he will okay that's all no, no, no. that's the best because I that worked you. for
1: like five years in Toronto, yeah, man. And you yeah, know, whatever
0: you know, Sydney Crosby. Um, I, my heart won't be able to maintain a team with Sydney Crosby and Eric Carlson. All that. I, that's <laughs> gonna be great. So, be what wild. was the stat about Philly you had? Oh,
1: yes, yes, let's back to Philly. I don't know how we got. so with Tony D'Angelo being bought out, mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Flyers are now tied with um. Two teams. No, no other NHL team has had more buyouts since 2012. Can you guess the number?
0: Uh six. It is eight. Oh god. Can I try and Apparently, guess the other two teams? Yeah. New York Rangers, maybe?
1: Nope. Detroit? Nope.
0: Really? Who?
1: Uh the Devils and the Predators.
0: Okay, Nashville, uh, I was going to guess, but yeah. New Jersey, really? I,
1: I don't have the um, the names, but I do have the names for the Flyers. Could you guess the eight names since 2012? Cristolo? Yep, that's one.
0: Did they buy out Steve Mason? Was Steve Mason even a Flyer?
1: He. They did not um, buy Um
0: D'Angelo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that's a lot of players. I'm not going to waste people's time. I will not get this. Who, who are who All are
1: right. I... Oscar's Bartulus.
0: Okay. Wait, one more. Vincent Lecavalier? No. Oh, really? I think, he,
1: I think he just retired.
0: Good for him. He didn't get a third one. Sorry. Go on.
1: Um Oscar's Bartulis.
0: Okay. Daniel oh, I...
1: Briere.
0: Oh. Um yeah. There's one more I remembered, but I'll let okay. you go.
1: Ilya Bersgalov, you said? Yeah. RJ Umberger.
0: Oh god, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Andrew McDonald.
0: Yeah, weird.
1: Dave Schlemko.
0: He was bought out? Oh, wow. Former Oscar head. Lindblom. That was the one I remember. Yeah, yeah. that wasn't a great look. Because they D'Angelo. did it to sign D'Angelo. Oh, yeah. my God. And Tony D'Angelo. That was a bad look on them. Hey, cancer survivor, goodbye, bring in Tony D. Then they bought him out. Wow. Uh,
1: and listen, this isn't a... Criticism of Danny Brier. This is a criticism of the previous organized uh previous management group. They brought in Tony D'Angelo at a time when they needed their defense to get better defensively. Not offensively, defensively. I I don't understand why they did it, but I'm just glad that the new management group, which is um, Danny Brier. Keith Jones Etc the new CEO of Comcast are all on the same page that they need a rebuild um they're and not on I, the
0: same page as the social media team
1: and I they're not on the page <laughs> yeah that was bad um bad. but Very I will bad. say though it's really good that they start off their rebuild with uh Russian superstar Matvey mischkov
0: Speaking of, by the way, did you see that? Um, oh God, what was his name? The goaltender they signed who got arrested in Russia.
1: Uh, signed Ivan in Fedetov? the
0: KHL. Ivan Fedotov. Yeah, signed him uh, the KHL the other day.
1: I did not see that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's awkward. That's awkward. Um, yeah.
1: I don't so, think he's coming.
0: Yeah, no, he's not. Um, but you know, Mavi Bichkov takes the the risk, shows he wants to play in a team, and Montreal just say, "No, we're not going to do that," and uh, I hate them for it.
1: And I love the I love the post draft criticism. It's just, not, it's, not, it's all time. Me, it, no, it's it's, it's all time BS to but to be honest, for what whatever. The
0: so whatever. Um I kept praising and saying that Pierre Luc Dubois was gonna be the Anze Kopitar replacement, then the Kings go and extend it <laughs> for two more years. It's seven million dollar AAV. Uh, not bad. They retained their captain for two more years after this one. Give yeah. thought.
1: Uh, No, I just think that the Kings are going to be a problem next year.
0: I agree. But will they finally get past their demons, the Edmonton Oilers? That's weird to say out loud, isn't it? But it's true.
1: Mm, I mean, there's a possibility.
0: No, but it's a good question. There's always
1: a possibility.
0: It Uh, really depends on
1: the Oilers' goaltending, to be honest.
0: That is true. Um, Mr. uh, McDavid can try and do all he can, but. To some point it's not gonna work. Um, I mean, I'm an idiot. I thought that uh I thought that Keondra Miller was extended during the season. No. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh hey, there Keondra Miller gets a two year extension with his good his favorite team, I'm sure. The New York Rangers, the one he plays for. Uh it's basically a little baby bridge. Uh he makes 3.872 annually on the deal. Um nice. Mr. Miller, who he was showing a bit of offense last season, but he is, of course, known primarily for his play away from the puck, and he is very good at it.
1: Remember, I did not realize I, like you said, what he's known for, but I did not realize he had forty-three points last year.
0: Yeah, he was picking it up. Man.
1: He was picking it up. I, I think this is more than a good deal for for the Rangers, and I mean, he'll get paid next time around.
0: Oh yeah, no, they had to. The Rangers need to. Uh, there's a cap. You know, I need to check something with the Rangers quickly. So, when exactly? So, in two seasons. Oh, Alex. Oh, do you know who is up in two seasons as well?
1: Um, Jäger
0: Stärkin. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, that's going to be, gonna an be interesting, a bad yeah. year. That's going to be a tough year. For Good thing the cap race.
1: will be nice and high.
0: I know, but it's going to be a lot of money. That's going to be a big raise. It's going to be a lot of money. He'll be 29.
1: Isn't Connor Hellebuck twenty nine?
0: I think Hellebuck thirty. Thirty. Oh, no, yeah. Mark. I had a thing going. Hold on, let me double check because I'm bothered by that now. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets cap friendly. Where are you? Where is Winnipeg? Oh, I'm stalling. I can't see them. Winnipeg. There they are. A lot of cap room for the Jets. Connor Hellebuck is three.
1: No, so yeah, I don't know. Close yeah. to comparable. It'd be very interesting to see the deal that. Conor Hellebuck gets, because then you just add a couple million more for Igor Shosturkin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Canadians tr- uh, continue their streak of repli- repli- ah, I guess you could talk of replicating the Kirby Doc trade from last year, but this time with new hook by also giving him a four-year deal. Um, but the AAV for this one is $2.9 million Four years. He will still be an RFA at the end of it.
1: Yeah, low risk um, low risk high potentially high reward. 2.9 yeah, 2.9 like is going to be um not a whole lot when the cap goes up so
0: mm-hmm. I always love deals when you give young players a bit like listen coffee was obviously like you lock this man up forever but a guy like Newhook I like still having team control by the end of it yeah mm-hmm. um there was actually a tweet I remember for once that I wanted to read this doop um, doop 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 me making computer noises It's about the Habs and cap flexibility, so just bear with me for a second here, Alex. Um, from Habs, links on Twitter. With Newhook at just, uh, sorry, at $2.9 million, the Canadians are projected to have just over $15 million of cap room next summer, and just Sam Mott Beau, Arbor Jack, Guy, and Justin Baring to sign. That's with Price's contract still in the books. The Habs have ultimate cap flexibility with an exciting summer possibly coming, um, even though they never freaking do um but hopefully i mean like free agency wise um god i, I don't know who got the ufa class is like but get me a superstar please well, i just uh,
1: will be a ufa
0: oh uh, yeah he's coming home oh i'll say it until he signs that he's coming home uh i just want one superstar to come to montreal just one um but you know alex um who do you think has been the most successful head coach in Canada over the past couple of years? Hmm. Just think about it. Like who Who is the furthest Canadian coach to go down in the playoffs the past couple of years?
1: Oh, well, those are two different questions.
0: Uh, success is judged by certain assets, my friend. Just go ahead. Just guess. Well, I
1: guess it's Dom Ducharme, but...
0: And, technically, it is. He, and he's te- been hired te- by the Vegas Golden Knights, baby. They technically, he
1: missed a, technically, he missed a round. Technically.
0: He did. He did he uh, the round so that, you know, against Vegas.
1: Round he only has two
0: rounds um, in my book. So uh, Dom Ducharme has been brought in as an assistant coach for the Vegas Golden <laughs> Knights. You know, low-key, I know there are a lot of problems with Dom Ducharme. As an assistant, maybe it'll work better. Um, he seems like but, a nice enough know. guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, until he starts making excuses about not playing Cole Caulfield. I, Hello, I will die things. on the hill he cost Cole Caulfield the Calder Trophy. Hmm.
1: Who won the Calder that year? I
0: think it was, uh, was that Cider? But the more it's Cider you?
1: I think so. That's a, a yeah.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I think I think he would have done it. I think he would have done it. But um, yeah, good for New Book. Um,
1: good for Ducharme.
0: Oh oh, you said you mean good for Ducharme. Do you right? want you, you to mean, talk? You about... mean good
1: for Ducharme? You said good for. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, uh, loser. Uh, I'm just kidding. Best of luck. Um, so I wonder if he gets like a a mention next time Vegas are in Montreal. Like he's just like ah, oh, welcome back, and then everyone boos and. Because it's Montreal. I think probably for his better. own
1: sake, they shouldn't do that. I mean, he may not get he's, a choice. he's not going to get cheered.
0: No, he's not. No, he's not. Um, he's... Do we talk about Galchenyuk? I don't know if we should or not. I don't yeah, know I'm if on the fence about much
1: it. to talk about other than it was pretty bad.
0: Yeah. If you want to look into it, go look it up. I just hope if there's something wrong with this dude on another level instead of it just being a I just I hope whatever's wrong with him gets sorted out um because yeah. I remember when he was a Canadian there were times where the guy showed so much skill and had some fantastic moments um and I just hope that besides hockey that there is um there is still a good person in there that can uh, they can sort of sort out but man um do, 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 do. okay Alex so you tell me this what? a lot has been made about Mr William Neander um what do you want to talk listen about? Well, he, he, he here's what I would ask you. Now, I personally don't think that the DeBrincat stops on comparable to Nylander. That's just me, though. Um, but Why not? I just think different situations, different sort of looks at it from agents. I just don't know if uh, different kinds of players stylistically. I mean, like, at, like legitimately right now, like Alex DeBrincat. Again, the profile and comparable of player existed with him in a long-term deal with Cole Caulfield, like that was there. Nylander is just, I just think there's just, I think it's a little different. It's just me, but let's say that, you know, if you want to let's see, we're going to be agent and GM here. Let's look at that deal. Let's look at Sebastian Ajo and let's look at Timo Myers deal. And let's look at all of this. Realistically, what is, and I think I've asked you this before, but I'm going to ask you again, what is the maximum you would pay for William Nylander? Let's say on a long-term deal and we'll say eight years.
1: Nine million dollars. That's the, ma- the, the max the max. I don't max. Not a penny over nine million dollars.
0: Mm-hmm. Not nine million uh 88, okay.
1: No, nine million dollars. No. Nine million dollars. The max, the utmost max. Like there's no I'm not moving from that number. He's no. not better. Okay, sorry, I want me to cut you off. But okay. Sebastian Aho reported number nine and a half. Is he mm-hmm. better than Sebastian Aho? No, no, he's not. He's no. not. Now you go down, Timo Meyer, eight point eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. I'd argue closest comparable.
0: I think I think they're very different style of players, but sure. if you're looking at overall like production wise and mm-hmm. like where they play in lineups, I think that's a very very fair comparable.
1: And why I'll say two hundred grand just for the kick of it. No. Max $9 million.
0: Okay. What about a short-term deal? We'll do three years. I don't know. Because I would argue that would be a higher AAV.
1: What? Yeah. No, definitely not. Really? Definitely not.
0: Really? There's
1: no way it can be more than $9 million a year at three years. Okay. Because then you can use the same argument for Alex Debrincat. If he went eight years, was he going to get a lower AAV?
0: Eh, no no no
1: no no i it it, the longer you go i think the higher it gets and i don't think it gets drastically higher
0: Mm -hmm.
1: even at three years uh, a million dollars max max
0: you're just you're fed up with it you just need it to happen don't you
1: I either want him to be traded or signed. Like, I'm done with the $10 million. Who's oh, giving okay. him $10 million? We'll,
0: we'll save the UFA and RFA talk for another episode when we're desperately trying to find things to talk about. Um, so I'm going to ask you this. Okay. You just said something there that was interesting to me. So you're saying if he's not signed, you trade him. So you're done with the own rental stuff. If he's not going to be here... Goodbye.
1: But this is a different level of own rental. This is a completely different level of own rental. You're talking about the fourth best player on your team, or maybe if you can make the argument, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Riley, Nylander. Like, I, it's different than before. Before you're talking about JVR bozak you're playing on your third line like that's a different level of own rental you trade them the summer you trade them the summer before you're then having to trade a player trade for a player like that come the trade deadline so it's kind of stupid
0: so when let me phrase it like this then if he's not signed by the start of the season do you want him gone by like american thanksgiving is it you don't want to take the risk of of let's say he gets there to the start of the season let's say he tells his agent we got to figure this out by september 1st or or whatever otherwise we're going to wait for the season
1: if he's asking for 10 million dollars or 10 plus million dollars come september 1st mm-hmm. he's not moving he's not moving off that number
0: so right? you're is, that, is that is that
1: reasonable to say that we've started the conversation pre July first? William Nylander said $10 dollars. Million, $10 million you have Alex DeBrincat signing for under eight. You have Timo Meyer signing for eight point eight. You have comparables. Yet you're sticking to ten million dollars and more. Comes September first, and it's been three or four months. We're not like, what are we doing
0: here? All, all the posturing and all this—I—I I, I think it gets done around nine. Like that's my—that's my opinion. Nothing to go off of there. Just that's just gut feeling for me, right? You know, there's always going to be a bit of like, mm, I want this money. I'm not going to give you that money. I'll give you this money. There's there's a bit of that negotiation. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm 100%. just trying to get to a point where are you comfortable in keeping him if he's not signed, like you're not willing to take the risk of it's going well. Like if they're out, the playoffs come the deadline, which isn't not going to happen. I'd be like, whatever, he's got to go. But if they're in a spot, they're top of the the division. We know they're playing Tampa in the first round in January. Are you okay with keeping him then And still maybe because using that time, I'm just trying to figure out where's the line for you. Timeline wise.
1: Come January, you're going to get half the value for him that you would now because half the season is gone. You're, Mm -hmm. You're not, you're, The the thing with this situation is is there's so many completely other there's so many other variables involved in this for whatever reason because he's waiting for to see what Matthews gets. Matthews is waiting to see what he gets, but at the same time, William Nylander doesn't want to get screwed because he thinks he got screwed the last negotiation, which he didn't. He just it was just the entire situation was stupid. Like, how about this? I've seen it suggested that maybe the three of them talk like Matthews, Marner, Nylander. That would be a great idea, but they're not going to do that because this isn't a competent uh, core. Mm -hmm. This isn't a core that was apparently surrounded with smart enough people to to give them that idea. They brought in Marlowe, they brought in Spezza, they brought in Thornton, and apparently the one thing they didn't teach them was was to was to communicate with each other. Like do you think when oh, when, God, Malkin, yeah, <laughs> when, when Malkin when and Latang almost walked, or Latang Stein, but when Malkin almost walked, who was on the phone?
0: I believe it was Sid and Letang trying to mm-hmm. be like yeah, trying to be like, hey buddy, come on. Come right. come on down. Yeah.
1: And they're all like, let's figure this out. Why aren't we doing that? Why why is it that we why aren't they doing that you know it's brought been brought up a couple times but it's wildly concerning when you actually sit down and think about it in uh the playoffs then i don't it was tampa game but i don't remember what game it was keith said that they had like the entire team had had dinner together for the first time in a while isn't that concerning
0: remember how um who was it Dougie Hamilton was like banished because he wouldn't attend dinners. And like Sagan was late and like Subban was late to certain things. And those guys got suspended and eventually traded. Like culture is such an important thing in the NHL. The fact that the Leafs weren't like hanging, that's kind of weird.
1: I'm just, I'm so conf- like the, there's, there's so many other variables. I can't, I would love to give you an answer, but I went on a bit of a rant there, but like, the entire thing here, though, is one guy's waiting for another guy to sign. The other guy's waiting for the other guy to sign. And Nylander's Nelander's saying, "I don't want to, I don't want to get screwed because he doesn't think he's worth four million dollars less than the other two guys who signed." Which so have a conversation Rich, yeah. and figure it out. Like I, if you're at. It, this is why I say if there if he's not budging on the ten plus million dollars cup September he's not going to budge. Whether you wait until the end of the season, whether you wait until January, he's not going to budge on that number. Clearly, so call it a day and trade him. I don't know. I don't want to trade him. He's a really good player. I love William Nylander. He's the Great only guy. Yeah. He's he's the only guy on this team who gives no crap. Who doesn't care. Player. In a good way. In a good way. He does not care. He's the if Mitch Marner had the personality of William Nylander, good God. Is like that's that it's it's good. I want him to be a leaf. He's the only one who is consistent in the playoffs. Not at ten million dollars.
0: I think we ended there then. Um, not because we're running out of time, but because we have nothing else to talk about. Um, and I think that was a good fiery rant to finish off here. I can't wait for the Carlson trade to happen in about an hour or things of that nature. Um, Alex, is there anything else you want to say?
1: I just, I, I want this William Nylander stuff to be done with.
0: Um, I can't wait for it to happen like the day before free agency, like minutes before, like, like, like his uh, RFA stuff. Like it, it lasts all the way there, and then it's like, yeah, he signs for like a perfectly fair deal, and it's like, oh, God. And then Marner's comes, and it's like, oh, God. Like It's so annoying that we're going to deal with this. By the way, it's taken away from the Matthew stuff. That needs to happen, and then it's going to immediately go to Mitch Marner, and that's going to be even worse because it's Mitch Marner.
1: Because we all know who's going to be doing the talking. For Dude, him.
0: I can't wait to see how much Marner asks, asks for. I cannot wait for it to happen.
1: But, I can't wait to hear what certain people have to say. I'm not going to name names, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Paul Marner. Nope, didn't say that.
0: Oh, okay, all right.
1: Well, I didn't say that.
0: Alex, are you don't gonna? Are you a project? Are you going to be a project Donnie on Friday? I don't know. You should. Anyway, we'll talk about that off screen. I meant to ask you. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, shout out to um. I almost said the other name of the school. I don't think you can say it anymore. Shout out to TMU. For oh, Shouting. Yeah. Why? Uh, how did that happen? Uh, Daniel. Oh, okay. I almost I said, like, I'm not a graduate yet, but I appreciate the kind words. That was, a, that was cool. I didn't know that was a thing, um, but uh, uh, we do have a lot to say. Uh, some of it's good takes, some of it's bad takes. Um, some of us look very silly, and some of us say watch out for Buffalo back when they signed Marcus Johansson like I did. Oh, God, remember that? Watch out for Buffalo when they oh. are just now taking a step forward all these years <laughs> later. Oh, God. All okay, right, well, Alex, um, we'll see everyone next time. And hopefully Jan finally shows off what he's been trying to show off on the show for a month, though. But uh, we'll see everyone next time.